Well, welcome to the sixth episode of the weekly Small League Fantasy Football Podcast. The only podcast devoted to helping you enjoy and succeed in fantasy football leagues that consist of four to six teams. Today, what we're going to uh, discuss in our episode third and long is uh, we'll be dissecting our week three outcomes. And uh, we'll have a little interlude discussing choice of wide receivers in a small league. And then we'll discuss our plans for a week four. So um, we got our entire crew here today. So welcome, uh, uh Mr. Shadow and Jeannie, um, who'd like to discuss their outcomes first. Do you want to go ahead, Jeannie? Sure. Yeah, so my uh, outcome was kind of like week one and two. Very disappointing. Um, You were playing Mr. Shadow? Yes. And Mr. Shadow beat me by quite a bit. So... I guess some of my players that underperformed was my tight end, Hawkinson, who got one point. And you might be wondering, well, maybe if I started my backup, Tanyan. But you'll be, I guess I'm kind of happy to know that Tanyan only got 0. 0.6 points. <laughs> so I actually made the right choice. <laughs> the, the, um, um, I guess what kind of made up for me this week was that Rogers. And Thielen, both kind of, you know, kind of right at average what they were supposed to get, but they both won. And, you know, the Vikings are my favorite team, and, and I like Rodgers, so I'm glad they both won. Um, that was the only good part of my week. The, um, the other was my defense. I picked Tampa Bay, and, and so far they haven't um, been playing like how they should be. And I got zero points this week with them. I think Tampa Bay, from what I understand, uh, is last in the league in sacks, surprisingly. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, last week I did say week three is when maybe I'll start making changes. So I'm glad um, Lewis told me that. Um, maybe I'll use that in, bit of information and maybe pick up a diff- different defense this week. You know, the other um, thing that was interesting about Tampa's defense, particularly if you watched the game against the Rams, was their defense, how they, their defense played this so far this year is similar to how their defense played last year. Their secondary is weak. They actually had an injury. I think one of their cornerbacks went out. So they gave up a lot of deep touchdowns, blue coverage deep, and there were days like remember that game when Aaron Rodgers and also Drew Brees just obliterated the Bucks. But by the end of the season, they got together. They got their uh, their safeties or corners in line. They were they worked on a real good zone, deep cover zone, weren't be, being beaten one on one, and just kind of marched through the playoffs. So although they're struggling now defensively, I think it'll be interesting to see how they'll do and how they adapt and can they do the same thing. Because the remarkable story about the Buccaneers is they really peaked at the right time. They came on strong and plowed through the playoffs. Hey, so I'm looking at their their points. They actually did well last last week. They went up against the Falcons. First week they went up against Dallas. You know, Dallas has got a decent team. I'm like, it's Atlanta. I mean, the Rams, of course, have a great team, at least so far this year. So it may just be, uh, yeah, they've gotten one sack in each of the games, but uh, it holds steady. I mean, I think I've, I've had this experience where 
you pick up the top defense, I suppose the top defense who was shown the year before. And I just, I've never found that they've actually repeated the year after that. And so that's why it's almost, you know, wise to not choose a defense until the very end, because no matter who is projected to do well, generally doesn't repeat from the year before. Yeah, really. Wow. Yeah. So Raj, Raj and, and Lewis against, I mean, Raj and Shadow against Lewis, huh? I'll have to well, think about this one. Well, you know, actually, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's trying to screw me more. That's, that's so, the part I have to try to figure they're going out. Up against, they're <laughs> well, going up against uh, the Patriots next week, you know? Well, they're not very good, so. No, but they got, yeah, well, I think. Mac Jones can't do it. They have no running game. You know, James White got injured. Um, and uh, Mac Jones, I think, is showing the fact that he really was the fifth quarterback to be selected in the first round. But but good, getting back to what Mr. Shadow was saying earlier, um, you know, in a small league, and this is something, since this is a small league fantasy football podcast, giving tips for people in small leagues, you know, for defenses like Tampa Bay, they're actually kind of prime defenses. You In a, in a large league, you probably want to hold on to it because you're afraid someone else is going to pick it up. But I think in a small league, yeah. I think it's worth considering dropping it because we could pick it up, but you can pick it up. There's a high likelihood you'll be able to pick it, pick up the defense later because I don't think any of us are going to want to hold two defenses, you know, in the hopes that, you know, in week like 14, Tampa Bay starts to do well again. Yeah. So, yeah. so small leagues. I know the shadow that you picked up the Broncos defense and they scored you a buttload of points. Um, was that is that your strategy now? Just uh, streaming defenses. So they were right the number one defense this week. Yeah. So they, this is a strat. So this is a strategy that a number of us, I think, Lewis used this in previous years. It's the defensive rotation strategy, where you basically look for matchups, and so you basically say, okay, I got a decent defensive team, but we know we're going against a very poor offensive team as a way to try to. Uh, you know, get the best defensive performance. And because the, the you know, there's there's so many defenses, only four of us, and very few people carry more than one defense. Although, quite frankly, I am actually carrying two defenses. And that may be something I may have to give up because of my injuries. But that is uh, that was a strategy that I employed last time. I drafted Washington. I was excited about it. They were the top one in many of the f- projections. They were the either the top or the or the second best defense, and they've been a wash as as the Bucks have been, and so I've been moving towards other defenses. Yeah, I think with defenses, it's different than with players. So I, I drafted the Rams defense. You know, they were projected, I think, the top two, one or two, in the preseason polls. And you know, going up against the Bucks, I thought, you know what, I don't know if I want to stay with them. I thought, you know, just stick with them. They ended up getting three points, which is not. You know, bad thing going up against the Bucks, but I think you just kind of stay the course and not get, you know, to the point where you're just mixing defenses every week. I think I just got tired of just kind of looking for the top defense because sometimes they did well, sometimes they didn't. Um, I think it's just a yeah. matter of just getting lucky sometimes. Yeah, I will say I have the uh, Rams defense in the 12 team league that I'm playing in. I'm very loath to drop them right now. But really, yeah, I haven't dropped them. I would just stick but- with it. Yeah, well, in a twelve team, but in a four team, in a yeah. four team small fa- small league fantasy, you know, league, it, it may be worth dropping, as we discussed. Just like uh, Genie might consider dropping um, Tampa Bay. Anyways, anything more, Genie? 
No, that's it. We'll let Shadow gloat over his victory. So I'll talk about, you know, first I'll talk about my lineup and, and how the team's been doing. So uh, Josh Allen was one of my big drafts. He was my star. Week one, he scored 17 points. Week two, 17 points. And then this week he came up big with 37. So this is this is about just sort of sticking with your stars um, and hoping eventually they come through as he did. But, you know, in the same sense, Tyreek Hill, another one of my stars who pr- produced well recording? the first two weeks, only came out with four points this past uh, this past season. I think the two th- the the one other thing that I, that was the most useful thing for me that I was most proud of was before it was about 9 9:30 on Sunday morning I was watching the um, one of the ESPN fantasy football broadcasts and at that point they talked about how um, Dalvin Cook Yes, how Dalvin Cook was going to be play was was not going to play, and so the whole week it was sort of questionable, questionable, and then they actually uh, listed him as unavailable. And so because of that, I was able to switch him out. I popped in Antonio Gibson, and so that obviously was as a big help. So you know, we we talk about all the research we do, all the things you can look at. I think the single most important thing is to make sure your players are not hurt, and to make sure that in your players are not on a bye week because that's just sort of automatic points. Um, I'm three and zero, oh, but interestingly, I've won. I've yet to win uh, the top, be the top point producer of the entire league. So I, you know, even though I had beaten Genie, I would have been beaten by Raj had I gone up against him. So there's always a, a little bit of of luck involved. And although my team is producing well, I know I'm kind of squeaking by, and I don't expect this to last all season. But, you know, you can't complain about being 3-0. Can't complain about that. So speaking about Raj, who had the top uh, top score for our league this week, who defeated me, um, you want to talk about dissect your uh, your team? Uh, yeah, I'm actually watching the trail line, but okay, let me switch back over to, uh, and this actually has something to do with our, our football league. So, um, let me get back over to this. You're what? You're looking at a trailer? Yeah, I was watching what a did? movie trail. Uh, <laughs> I'll explain that later when we get to my little segment. Wait. So, uh, <laughs> to Dune? Uh, no, Dune is the worst movie I've ever seen, so I'm going to switch over to... What? Yeah, Dune. You're I not can't excited stand. to watch Dune? Oh, absolutely not. Pat loves Dune, and every time she turns it on, the snooze fest for me. What do you, what do you mean, Dune? What do you mean <laughs> Dune and the remake of Dune and the third remake of Dune? It's just absolutely worse. The snooze fest for me. When okay. Sting starts whispering just sweet nothings into uh, <laughs> into the fat man's ear, it just kind of just loves. This has nothing sleep. to do with Sting. Uh, no, I, I don't really watch the movie. Oh, anyway, so okay, so I unfortunately yeah, I did. Well, and so part of it has to go towards my, my new acquisition. So I picked up Cooper Cup, my little cup, um, right before the, the trade deadline. And he actually uh, performed well for me. You know, he's probably, I would hope, the, uh, the Rams top receiver now. So with this new high-powered offense the Rams have, with, you know, adding Matthew Stafford and um, kind of looking like the team to beat for the, uh, the Super Bowl, I think Cooper Cup's going to really help me out. So this is kind of part of what we talked about uh, before, you know, 
whoever you have to pick it up weeks two, three, four, even being the season could help you out. So hopefully my acquisition of, of my little cup is going to, is going to help me out. Um, and then Justin Tucker, just amazing. Justin Tucker, probably the best kicker in NFL history, he made this record 66 yard field goal, which is pretty amazing, you know, just to be able to slam a ball that far distance. He, he got me a good 17 points. Um, the Rams, like I mentioned before, they, you know, they didn't do poorly considering they go going up against uh, Brady and the Bucks, but certainly didn't uh, didn't shine. And then I'll talk about in my next section about my choice of quarterbacks, having two quarterbacks, which one I did. Um, I also put in Saquon Barkley. So Saquon Barkley, unless you remember, was out most of the season last last year with his, uh, I think he tore something in his knee. But anyway, so. <laughs> kind of gingerly working back into the the uh, see yeah one of you guys probably remember that um, he uh, he started I think he's trying to kind of ease the way back. Knee, it's always an ACL right um, yeah, not necessarily I mean there's there's different ligaments in there but he he did something bad I know I, I wish I had some more medical knowledge I could be like I could really go into a more detail but unfortunately I don't I just don't have any medical background or knowledge of that. So he's kind of easing back into the into the team. And see, so he picked me up a good 15 points. And so everybody sort of contributed equally except for the defense. But I think it's it's one of these things where even though my quarterback may not have shown this week, everybody else sort of contributed to my uh, my team. And then with the great Sunday night Packers comeback with Rodgers connecting with Devontae Adams, that stored me a bunch of points too. So I was happy about that. You were going to talk about um, your quarterbacks. Well, yeah. So I am every week. I'm, I'm planning to do this little segment, this little pop culture segment, and I'll, I'll have different themes. So this week, my segment is called Blue Pill Red Pill, and that's what I was actually looking at the trailer for one of the most iconic movies of the late '90s, early 2000s, The Matrix with Keanu Reeves. So if you remember from the from the movie Red Pill Blue Blue Pill, Neo, you know, aka Keanu Reeves, or the other way around, uh, has a choice. For Morpheus of choosing the blue pill, the red pill, I can't remember which is which, to go down either into his boring dull life or enter into this world of the Matrix, and he chooses one go to the Matrix. So my point is, is we have choices, right? And one choice will take us into this fascinating, amazing, futuristic world. The other one will take us back into our dull lives. So this week, my choice was choosing between Patrick Mahomes and and uh, Kyler Murray, who I have as my quarterbacks. I mean, not quite the same as the whole blue pill, red pill scenario that, that uh, Keanu faced, but at the same time, it's still a choice of who do you pick? And in these smaller leagues, you know, most of us have a backup quarterback, which is probably a top eight quarterback in the league, as opposed to some of these 10, 12, 14 team leagues you'll have, you may have a backup, and the backup may be like number 30, you're not even a starting quarterback as it is. And so it's always a, a gamble. Who do you choose? Do you choose the person you drafted first, like I drafted uh, Mahomes first, and I figured out Kyler Murray one of the later rounds. And Kyler Murray is projected to do better than Mahomes based on um, a number of, of uh, these pundits out there just talking about how Mahomes hasn't looked great, and he really hasn't. I mean, the Chiefs being having a one or two record just hasn't looked like the same Chiefs. Um, and so I thought, okay, let me take Murray, see how he does. He was ranked number one, but most of the sites, and of course. He ended up getting fewer points than uh, Mahomes did. And when I look back at last year, you know, I had both Lamar Jackson and uh, Josh Allen. And looking at their numbers last year, they, they ended up about the same. I mean, there's probably just a difference. I mean, maybe you could look that up, one of you. But 
the total number of points of the season for Josh Allen versus the total number of points for Lamar Jackson last year, because I had both of them. Um, Josh Allen ended up with more, but I don't know how much different it was. And so my point is, you know, sometimes you just got to stick with one person. You know, I picked Mahomes first, stick with Mahomes, stick with him all the way through, unless he gets injured, of course, but stick with him all the way through. Have Murray as my backup, you know, in a bye week or in a week if, if, uh, if Mahomes is for some reason injured or maybe projected not to play. Um, you know, so the choices we make sometimes uh, turns out well, sometimes doesn't. But I think at this time it didn't do it. And so I think from this point on, I would just stick with Mahomes the rest of the season. Well, Raj, I'm not, I'm not so sure that's necessarily um, correct, a way to think. Um, just like we're discussing about defenses and matchups, um, you know, Kyler Murray was playing Jacksonville this week um, and uh, Patrick Mahomes is playing the Chargers. You know, Jacksonville's historically a weak team, and it's been proven to be a pretty weak team this year. I mean, th- the problem is Kyler Murray didn't need to throw very much at the end, would he? I mean, you know, he doesn't need to run much. He doesn't need to throw much. I mean, they just destroyed Jacksonville. You know, Jacksonville had this crazy, like, kick-six touchdown. But other than that, they were just being annihilated. And, you know, the Chiefs were in a shootout with uh, the Chargers, Sometimes maybe perhaps it's matchups that you should be looking for instead of just sticking with one person. What do you think? Yeah, well, I, I, I looked at that too, but, you know, everything I looked at before the games just had Murray just dominating over Mahomes. Um, and so I didn't think that it would be this much of a, of a difference. It was only five points difference, but I thought it would be actually much more yeah. yeah, I mean, game script can make a difference, and I think in small leagues, you know, the ability to switch like superstars based on game scripts could play a role. So I'll tell well, who, you, I I have an opinion about that because that's something I look up. I look at matchups, how good are the defenses? You know, for my quarterbacks, how good is the passing defense? For you, you know, for your running backs, how good is the run defense of their opponent? And I, you know, and probably over time. It does, it can make a difference, but week to week, there's so many variables that I've not found that to be any a, a good predictor of success. Probably over the long run, you'll probably see something that will be in favor, but week to week, I don't find that to be a reliable predictor of success. And yeah, I think, but, but I do think looking at matchups is better than thinking, oh, this person uh, you know, scored 25 points. They're hot. Maybe I should switch. Jeannie, you were going to say yeah, something? Yeah, with, with Rogers, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I remember Roger was mentioning about the Lamar Jackson. Um, who's the other quarterback last year? Josh Allen. Josh. Oh, yeah. So I, I did some research before our trip, and I kind of uh, figure out how many games would Roger have won if he had Josh Allen for most of the season instead of uh, if he started him instead of Lamar Jackson and it, he would have won two more games. So I guess it depends on how many games you won that season, whether that would be significant. I think Roger won, Roger won four games. So it went from four to six. I think it wouldn't have made a difference, but if he had won eight games or seven games and went to nine, then maybe he would have you know got second place. The other thing I kind of noticed was that a lot of the games that Roger lost or won like by 30 points so it's like it wouldn't have made a difference um 
just like you know, me and Shadow's game this week, he beat me by, I don't know, 30 points. And last week, last week I was really close. I rallied at the end. <laughs> that was a classic. That was very close. That was, yeah, Lewis got super nervous when he was driving. But um, but yeah, I just kind of noticed a lot of times are the matchups, there's there, there are not a lot of times where it's like 10 points or less. Most of the time it's 20 points, 30 points, in which case it wouldn't have made a difference if you switched to quarterback. But, but again, if you did a tons of research and you switched four or five players and, you know, maybe in the long run, it does make a difference. I don't know. I don't know how to analyze that data, you know, whether, yeah. but, but well, it's just, know, it was kind of interesting like when I looked into yeah. it. I know yeah, you like to is. analyze data, but you want to make sure your math. You do want to make sure your your math correctly because you actually lost to me by forty nine points. <laughs> <laughs> Not to rub it in. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, your your points well taken. It 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 depends how you determine the league winner. Uh, most leagues determined by a Super Bowl, in which case it wouldn't have made a difference. But some leagues, you know, and, and we, you can do anything in a in a small league, you know, fantasy football league. Um, you. It's different from twelve team leagues. You can decide who's the winner. It doesn't have to be the Super Bowl. It can be the best best record, or best points for. Mm-hmm. Um, in which case, choosing Josh Allen would have been over Lamar Jackson early on, could have made a more significant yeah. difference. Um, yeah. So I'm looking back from last season. So Kyler Murray's total number of points, at least on the Yahoo site, was 390, and Patrick Mahomes was 380. So essentially the same number of total points, you know, it's factoring in a certain points system, but I mean, so basically if you played either one of them all the way through, you would have gotten the same amount of points. If you had tried to choose, you could have chose wrong and gotten the quarterback with the least points what for about, that. What about Lamar? How many did points did Mark, Lamar um, get? He got 340, so he got a lot uh-huh. lower. And Josh Allen got 405. So all so three of the so Jackson and Murray and Mahomes, 380, 390, 405. So around the same level in the market down the 340 range. So I guess my point is stick with the same quarterback. You know, so stick with the same quarterback. If I done that last year, I just stuck with well, I didn't have Mahomes, but if I just stuck with Josh Allen the whole time, not trying to go back and forth between Jackson and and uh Josh Allen, I probably would have ended up with the same number of points. It wouldn't have made a difference in the the games either. Hmm. Yeah, I you know, I and I tend to lean towards that philosophy because I always like to draw parallels between uh, certain philosophies for investing in the stock market and managing your fantasy football team. And it's very hard to time. Timing the market is very hard. Timing performance of the players is very hard. And I think you got a superstar, you're expecting that person to be consistent throughout the year, you just stick, you know, you stick with that person. Yeah, but here's the thing, they're all superstars in a small league. Yep. It's true. So I don't know if you need to quote stick with a superstar because your backup is also a superstar. That's just my feeling. Yeah, they, they are. But so the whole point is that I think for this year, I'm just going to stick with Mahomes and see what happens, right? Because I don't think it's going to be that much of a difference between Mahomes and Murray. And I think Mahomes may have a great game and then Murray will have the great game next week. See, see I don't, I, if, if that's the case, um, Raj, why don't you just drop Murray? Well, because if Mahomes tears you. his ACL. You. What do I do if Mahomes breaks his tears his ACL? He won't tear his ACL. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> what, if he, what if he what if he dislocates well, his patella? What what well, if he yeah, just hurts his knee? Exactly. He hurts his knee exactly. <laughs> we don't know what goes on in a knee. It's not like you're a yeah. doctor or anything. You <laughs> could ask Dr. Clapper. <laughs> Anyways, let me let me go through my uh 
<laughs> before my, my my team, which lost to um, uh, Rajas by 20 points. Actually, they all Rajas did really well, paced by, you know, Justin Tucker's amazing uh, performance and, and Cooper Cups. And, uh, you know, I, all my guys scored in double digits, really, except um, the San Francisco defense, which had a goose egg. Um, again, this is a matchup issue. He played up against, um, I thought maybe Green Bay wasn't as good as, based on week one, as good as the preseason uh, pundits thought. And um, I think they are. San Francisco scored zero, goose egg, and that did not help my cause at all. But otherwise, all my guys scored in double digits. I can't be too upset. It just um, just not, not quite to the projected uh, values, but what can you do? Um, so anyways, I wanted to switch a little bit over to, uh, talking a little about wide receivers and I, I'll talk about mine in my back. One of my backup, you know, Roger was talking about Cooper cup who actually leads the league now in, in yards, receptions, and, uh, both yards and receptions and touchdowns. He's got the triple crown of the receivers right now. And it was a good pickup. You know, I actually have, I picked Robert Woods up as one of my, um, during the draft um, by most um, cheat sheets um, websites. Um, it's suggested that Robert Woods would be the superior receiver. Well, clearly it hasn't been the case. He's been sort of overshadowed quite a bit by Cooper Cup and even the Rams high powered offense. He seems like he's an afterthought behind Cooper Cup and even Deshaun Jackson now. And the question is, since we're going to talk about wide receivers this week, should I be dropping Robert Woods? And, you know, when you have two two um, wide receivers who are considered, you know, stars on the, you know, in the league and are on the same team, sometimes you had to pick one versus another. I mean, so I actually dropped Robert Woods and picked up White Williams of the Chargers. It was a member of their high-powered offense. Um, I know the other player there is Keenan Allen. Uh, Raj has an issue with um, one of his uh, receivers, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know what you whether you're planning on keeping him around. He's got some potential injuries. Hmm. Um, I like Hopkins. I've had him on my teams previously, and he's always done really well. I think with this offense with Connor Murray, I think he's going to do well. Um, I wouldn't plan to drop him. You know, that's the thing in these these smaller leagues. You know, we have I have other receivers so I can plug in. We're at the same, maybe not quite the same level Hopkins used to be, but I don't feel the need to actually drop him and, and look for somebody else. I still have some good receivers. And I want to see how he does over the next couple of weeks. His uh, his numbers have been 20 the first week, 11 the second week, and two this last week. So, you know, I think it's going to, maybe it'll fluctuate. Maybe it's just because he... Uh, he may have lingering Jackson, injuries. Though. That's the rumor. He's got some lingering injuries. Yeah, I would still, I mean, I, I I think with a league like this, I have other receivers who I can depend on. I mean, I still have Devontae Adams, who's going to be great. I have Cooper Cup. So just those two alone, I don't really need, unless, you know, unless they get hurt or unless it's a bye week, I don't really need to have another receiver on my squad. And if I pick up somebody else, I'm not going to start them. I'm not going to pick up somebody higher than Devontae Adams or Cup. Um, so I'm going to wait and see what Hopkins does. Because he's done pretty amazing. I think he's an amazing receiver and we'll see what happens with his injuries i mean yeah he may have something but i think he's worth holding on to okay 
And uh, Jeannie, you've got uh, Jalen Waddle. You picked him up as well. I was, I was just wondering uh, with Cup and Woods, aren't they like not very similar? I always thought of Cup as almost like a tight end type of player. Isn't Woods like more of a deep threat? And then if they if the Rams get behind, they may start throwing some deep balls. I don't know. I would think about. I, I don't know if I would drop Woods, but but I'm you know, not sure. I mean, it's a good question. But the thing is, now that Deshaun Jackson seems to be. Yeah, I know. I heard on the radio too that he's pretty. But I heard that Cup could barely run though. <laughs> is that wrong? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I wonder if I should drop Cup. Maybe I'll drop him after this. That, that's a good idea. Let me put that on my list so, of things to do. So yeah, on, on the serious side, yeah, I have Diggs and Thielen. And I like both of them a lot. And I think they've kind of um, maybe underperformed a little bit so far, but I'd I just like, like to them what, too much. Yeah, but I'd like to know what you're thinking. You know, there's a lot of receivers. Unlike, uh, you know, especially in the small league, there's just a ton of receivers. And whether it's, it's even worthwhile to stash a suboptimal one on your bench and try to find a better one. For example, you have Jalen Waddle. Yeah, I kind of. What, what's the thought there? I don't, I don't know. You know, when you texted me or when you sent the email about Jalen Waddle, I was like thinking, wow, Jalen, I thought his name was Jaden, but, um, <laughs> but I don't know. I just kind of, I just want him to do well. Sometimes you, when you want a rookie to do well, it's like, well, give him a little time. I, I kind of watched that Monday night game and they, Oh, wow. Actually he's on Miami. Huh? Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I got him confused. With one of my other players, I'm in the other league. I'm playing, <laughs> but, but yeah, I just want you know maybe he'll come through. Maybe just give him a little bit more time. He's a rookie, but but you're right. If if my other my starters like Thielen Diggs, if they're on a bye week and I'm stuck to use, I have to use Lockett or and Waddle. Then yeah, I, I I might have to go in the waiver and and you know try to find someone someone better well, if i really now. have to use them why won't you drop it now you're doing it as sentimental value sentimental feelings no, about, just, uh, no cause i'm just no because i know if i drop him he's gonna get like 20 points this week and then gonna, we're gonna be i'm gonna be fighting you guys to try to pick him up i can assure you i'm not gonna be <laughs> trying to pick him up and, and 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 mr shadow you have uh aj brown as your starter and he's gonna be on injury reserve uh perhaps it's a three-week uh suspension of sorts yeah you know i'll tell you my um would you pick my, up Julio my, Jones? so the well for i'm thinking um you know i have keenan allen do i bring keenan allen up uh metcalf obviously is going to be a my solid starter the other question is we were talking about a little bit of this earlier about sticking with your superstars right tyreek hill has per, last two weeks produced three points and five points and it looks like that at least with these two games, so the, so these defenses have said, look, we're just going to really cover. We're going to make sure Tyreek doesn't beat us and make the rest of the team beat you. And then how long, how long will this happen? How it, the, the Philadelphia Eagles have a very, very strong pass defense. They're actually one of the best pass defenses so far this season, but I'm still going to stick with Tyreek. And that's sort of, you know, my feeling, my point, but um, yeah. The, you know, Tyreek is a WR1 in pretty much every situation. And if I dropped him in a second, he would be picked up. Uh, and I'm just going to stick with him. He would be picked up. He would be. Yeah, nobody will pick him up, Shadow. 
But the question is, <laughs> was gonna pick him up. He's safe. Just drop him. But you know, we'll see. But them. you know, but th- but then again, like how many po- how many times? What if he has another six point performance next week? How like how often? Do you, and then going against Buffalo, yeah, drop him. How often? Yeah. How often do you, you yeah. know, do you stay with someone? I mean, there's certain players you're gonna stay with until it's you know until it's six weeks in a row of poor performance, and which has happened to me. Where then you're finally like, okay, I, I really have to let this guy go. But you know, well, Tyreek's such a superstar that again, I was, I was thinking also I'm about something he'll be okay. About AJ Brown, whether you're planning, you know, switching up with Julio Jones because you don't know how long his injury is going to be. These hamstring injuries can be nagging; they could last for a long time. Look at uh, Chris McCaffrey of last yeah. year. You know, on our in our so because we have two IR slots in the way we're configured, it's easier to keep someone around. And and so you know, I have obviously have Christian McCaffrey. Well, who's in, injured in himself? My IR so the spot. question: What do you do with that? So, you know, so you put him in the IR spot. You pick someone else up, and then when they're back, then you have to kind of figure out once they get off the IR list, and then if they get into the questionable list, then you have to think about uh, freeing up space in your roster. But an IR slot is an extra slot, which can be used. So you can buy yourself a little bit of time when they are hurt. Would you take uh, – now that we're getting back to your – you didn't really mention that your outcomes from week three. Uh, would you pick up McCaffrey's backup, Chubb Hubbard? No. Be- the no. And the reason why is because I feel I have other stronger alternatives. Okay. So. Who's his backup? Chubba Hubbard. Oh, Okay. But you're right. <laughs> Chubba Hubbard. That's that <laughs> a strategy. Give me a second here. <laughs> We're, we're learning just as much as our audience right now. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name? So, so this, but the, but the strategy that Lewis is talking about where if a starting, you know, if an RB1 is injured, then you go ahead and you, you pick up the per, the next person who's going to move up to that starting position because you fear that person's going to get a lot of attention, a lot of touches, I think makes sense in maybe bigger leagues, but in smaller leagues, when you have more options and stronger RB1 options, I think that's less of a factor. Okay. All right, well, um, we've got a few minutes left. Um, So what are your plans uh, for this upcoming week, Um, Mr. Shadow? So so I've Christian McCaffrey on the injured reserve list. Um, Sorry, I picked up Melvin Gordon. Because I need to pick up a running back, and I did another defensive switch. I'm going with New Orleans against New York Giants as my defense. Hey, Shadow, can I ask you a question? You bet. How did you know that Dalvin Cook wasn't going to play? Did they? Did they? Uh, uh, because I was. Was there an announcement? Like I was if watching. You listen, if you actually listen to the podcast, <laughs> so I actually mentioned this at the very beginning of the podcast. I was mm-hmm. watching the ESPN Fantasy Report at 9:30 a.m. Okay. And they mentioned that oh, that he was going to be out the went play. Because I had so, Dalvin Cook in my other fantasy league, and I, I didn't know about that. But what about his backup? His backup did really well. Alexander Madison did very well. Yeah, yeah those yeah. those Vikings, man, you can't count them out. Yeah, you can't. You can't. I, I, I actually dropped him in my 12-team league like in oh, week two. Man. That was a mistake. A big mistake. Did someone yeah. pick him up already? Yes, of course. Oh, okay. So, Jeannie, what are, what are your plans for this upcoming uh, week? Any any In, in regards to fantasy? Yeah. <laughs> Week four, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, you know, I said the th- third week is time to make decisions, but I'm like so lazy. I might just make it like a four week thing. Now. <laughs> you know, I'm zero and three. What does it really matter? You know, if it has to. You know, 
I'm I'm pulling I'm on the same slot machine. It's gonna I'm gonna hit jackpot pretty soon. I think. Okay. <laughs> just that's my philosophy. <laughs> just let it ride. All right, we got a couple minutes left, Raj. Yeah, so I'm glad you guys are doing all this analysis. I, I want to have fun this season, so I'm I think I'm gonna pick up Chubba Hubbard because it sounds like my favorite Ben and Jerry's ice cream, Chubby Hubby. <laughs> if you guys have never tried that, and just hope for the best because I got a couple of just uh, slackers on the bench here, so. You know, part of playing fantasy, it's great to have analysis, great to have the competition, but part of it is just having fun. I love the name Koopa Cup, right? And so I'm calling my little cup and take them more so from his name than for his skills. Chubba Hubba, it was sounds like Chubby Hubby, which is actually my favorite ice cream. It's a that, peanut butter swirl with chocolate. Could that um, describe you, Raj? Uh, that's what Pat calls me. That's what my wife calls me. Yeah, exactly. So, Chubby. uh, yeah, maybe that's my plan. I'm not. I'm going to stay put. I'm going to keep everybody say I am going to start Mahomes. And I'm going to just play him the rest of the season, other than the the bye week and if he does get injured or something. But I'm going to see how that turns out to the point where if uh, if something you know happens and he consistently gets lower than Murray, might switch. But I think it just matters just taking taking uh not taking chances, just keeping with him and keeping the rest of my team intact. I was streaming defense last year, but I think this year I'm just going to stick with the Rams. Right. Well, we've got less than a minute. Um, I may stream a defense, and um, I may move my my new pickup, Mike Williams, in the high-powered uh, uh, Chargers offense to the starting uh, starting roster, starting lineup. So we'll see. But uh, we got no time left, and so I just this wraps it up for this uh, episode six of the Small League Fantasy Football Podcast. So tune in next week. And until then, remember that small, small is, is better. better. Why is it that Raj and Eugene never participate?